mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey guys, welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. How you feeling? I feel like it's Sunday fun day and we have <laughs> to record a podcast episode. Uh, I'm a little hungover and now I'm a little drunk. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to do the best that I can. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- all right. So should we have to have this little thing that we say? We don't do this often. We don't drink in the mornings. We're not alcoholics. We're not blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, we, it's Sunday fun day. It is. It's Sunday fun day. Last, Last night was Saturday night, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. This is going to be great. Yeah. All right. So we tried to record last night and while we were prepping, we were having our cocktails. And by the time we were done, we were like, okay, I don't think we can record. We're both a little too drunk. No, we were just, we were having fun. We and, were having fun. I mean, and, and recording is so fun too, but we were just like, we were hanging with the kids. We were playing pool. We were... We, we didn't want to interrupt the vibe and record, so we were like, let's do it in the morning because we haven't done that in a long time, and it sounded fun. It does. Uh, I have to say I am very stressed out. I hate. Dr- I don't drink on Sundays. Mm-hmm. I only do for the podcast because I get very stressed out about drinking on a Sunday because if we start drinking in the morning, I, I can't just like stop. And be like, okay, now I we're can. done. I you take can. a nap and then I just start my second Sunday. Right. I can't do that. And then mm-hmm. I get nervous about having to go to work the next day and, you know, mm-hmm. not being hungover. And so, man, what I do for this podcast. <laughs> it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Speaking of what I do, you know, I ran six miles yesterday. <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to somehow incorporate that into this podcast. Well, I slowly, I didn't know how, <laughs> but I knew you were going to let everybody know. Of course. I slowly kind of eased it in. Not really. No, not at all. No. I was just like, do you know that I ran right. six miles? Mm-hmm. I went for a run. I was, You know what? Like, I haven't been feeling great lately. Like, this last week, I was nervous. I was like, I thought I had the COVID. And you I was, mean because there was an insurrection on our government? And- no, 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 no. Like I thought, like I wasn't like physically feeling good. I was uh, nervous I had the COVID. And the COVID. Yeah, the COVID. Should really, it's the COVID. I, I thought, whisper it. I thought I had the vid and <laughs> I was nervous and I, you know, I, I had like stomach aches, I had headaches, like I wasn't drinking or anything like that. It was just like not feeling myself. I wasn't sad and I didn't have a fever or anything like that. You were sad? I wasn't sick. I wasn't like oh. feeling like you said, I wasn't sick. Sad. No, but I just had like weird symptoms, sniffles and like, you know, little things. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go for a run. And if I can do it, I'm fine. And that's my test, my personal <laughs> COVID test. <laughs> and I went, I, I started my run. I figured I was going to do like two miles and be, come back and be exhausted. But I just kept going and I felt good and I just wanted to keep going. Yes. Felt good. Mm-hmm. I felt great after the run. Mm-hmm. No more feeling bad. Good. Now I feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going from zero to six miles is a big deal. Right. All right. So everyone has been asking for a long time. Whenever I do um, on Instagram stories, I ask, "What should our episodes be? What What are we missing?" People always say, well, "You guys should do like a." Well, they didn't say it in these words, but a dear Abby, you know, where you where you give advice, where you answer people's issues. And um, so I wound up calling it a dear Abby because when I was growing up, my mom used to say to me, one day you're going to have your own dear Abby column. Like she used to think that I would be like the perfect dear Abby. When you were young? When I was younger. Why did you try to help I don't people's know, problems I, maybe, as a kid? I don't know. I guess I was just always like a little wise beyond my years. Wait, should we start this episode also with 
you know, we're not experts, which is something that we always say. Everybody knows. Okay. Everybody Please knows. understand. Take it with a grain of salt. Do not do what we say. Do not take our advice unless you think it pertains to you personally, because we are not experts in any way. Wow, you're really selling this episode hard. I just want people to know we're not coming across as we can help your problems. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on our own. I disagree. I, we really? are not experts. We're and it's not a regular therapy session because imagine if you walked into therapy like some of these are about sex and we're gonna obviously you know that and, and in laws and all these things and we're gonna obviously our our insight comes from our own experiences. Imagine if you walked into a therapist's office and they were like, "Well, my husband and I," you know, right. that would be a little weird. All all of our knowledge comes from us and whatever I've watched in movies over the years. <laughs> right. But I do think that we have worked through so many issues actively that I, I do think that we have an element of expertise that is not, we have no PhD. Well, being an expert means you've done something for what? 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. And we've done this for 10,000 hours, right? We've been married for more than 10,000 hours. Absolutely. So I guess we are experts. So pour yourself a cocktail. Sit down and relax and enjoy with us. Or if you're in your car, don't. Oh, okay, right. That's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. I'm just saying that that's our therapy session. We'll have cocktails together and listen to us. Right. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. Okay. <laughs> but dear Abby, my mom listened to her when I was growing up. And I remember being in the car and listening to her. And um, she started as it was a newspaper article, but she also had like a radio show. Um, and a lot of people have tried to replicate it. And her real name was Pauline Phillips. And she started Dear Abby uh, a few months after her twin sister, Epi Letterer, took over the Ask Ann Landers. I'm sure many of you know who Ann Landers was. Column in the Chicago Sun-Times advice uh, in 1943. Letterer wrote the column until 2002. And the two sisters had a lengthy estrangement. Um, because of that, they had like rival advice columns. So they never talked again because they both like rather than they should have just done it together. But they right, just, have a joint column. Like, yeah. Do it together. yeah. But they they never talked again. Um, so Dear Abby is an American advice column founded in 1956 by Pauline Phillips under the pen name Abigail Van Buren and carried on today by her daughter, Jean Phillips. I've never heard it today, uh, but I just thought that it was like an interesting, you know, she is the, definitely the most, in my mind, famous advice what, columnist. What paper was this? The San Francisco Chronicle. And, that's and the her only sister one was the was Chicago Sun-Times. So it was just in the San Francisco Chronicle? Like it wasn't in the New York No, Times I think or... she eventually had a radio show and everything. And a lot of people have, have definitely tried to replicate what she's done. But sure. she is by far, when you think about advice, you think of Dear Abby. Yeah, I'm just curious because we, we live on the opposite end of the country and we know of Dear Abby. Mm -hmm. We don't have the San Francisco Chronicle here no, as far as like I know. A, right. It was like a nationwide. She definitely had a radio show at some point. Yeah, but I remember, you know, thinking it was a newspaper thing. What happened? What if the dogs farted? Oh, it's going to get to me soon, I guess. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> All right, so we haven't we haven't heard the dogs on the podcast I know. in a long time. Well, we have a new podcast room where there's no windows, so they can't see anything right. running by. Oh, All right, God. so <laughs> my, so we both have have experience with therapy. I think I have more experience with therapy than you do. I know you you went to a therapist when you were younger. I did, and I I have some kind of not not bad memories about it, but just kind of being uncomfortable. Like remember in Goodwill Hunting. When he went to all the different therapists and he was finding one after the next and it, like it wasn't working. For, like that's how I felt when I was going to therapists. I remember sitting there as a teenager and like I remember my, my, my armpits sweating and my, like I could feel my shirt was just wet and like I was just so uncomfortable. And I, I can't look back and remember a therapist that I went to just because it, nothing, it didn't do anything for me. Didn't like I, stick I, out I, I got you. nothing out of it. So... I, I don't have you a memory. You never found the right therapist. No, I, ha I, I don't have a memory of going to therapy. But when you've gone recently, I feel like you liked your therapist. I loved her, actually. Mm -hmm. I did. And as a matter of fact, I, I think you thought she was, was actually... too easy on you. Yeah, she was too good for me. Like, I, I felt totally comfortable going to her 
and telling her everything, anything and everything. Well, that's the most important thing. I was so comfortable with her and I liked her a lot, but you thought she was too easy on me. A little bit. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think I when, get when we were in the thick of it too, and I sort of wanted somebody to be as mad at you as I was. Well, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> but they could have been kind of hard on me. Yeah. And be like, instead of instead of being like, oh, okay, you did that. And well, why? You know, like. No, she to- was more just like, you need to forgive yourself. And I was like, fuck that. He doesn't need to give, forgive himself yet. It just happened. She was very like. I understand why, you know, like what happened, you know, tell me about it. Like there was no repercussion about it. There was no, well, you did this and here's what you need to do to make good on that. Right. It but was, I guess she's like not a priest. She wasn't like giving you some kind of. No, it was just. Course of she was you just, need to do 12 Hail Marys. No, no, no. She a, was just there for me to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. And I, but, but that was good. That helped me. No, it was I good. could say things aloud and feel comfortable. Yeah, that's most important. But it's, you know, what's weird throughout my life. I've seen a bunch of different therapists and I feel sort of like you did. I, I don't know if they were the right therapists for me. Like I, I don't think my, I think my parents just found a therapist and sent me to it. I don't, I don't think that they were like, oh, is this going to be the right therapist for Danielle? I think they were sort of like, we know this therapist, she has an issue and we're going to send her to the therapist. Like, I don't think that they, you know, when I, when I look for me as therapist, I was sort of like, I talked to my sister who was, you know, my guru as everybody knows and sort of, I, I, I wanted to make sure it was the right therapist for her. Um, there, it wasn't just like, oh, there's a therapist. She's a girl who needs a therapist. So I'm just going to sync them together. Like it, it took more research than that, but we're also talking 30 years later. So, you know, it's, it's different now, but What's weird is that throughout my life, any time I've seen a therapist, like I could go into the office feeling fine, feeling like I don't even know why I kept the appointment. I could have canceled. I feel great and my life is fine. And I walk in and it's like I just break down crying. Like I don't even know why, but I just. Well, you're releasing. I mean, you're releasing. Waterworks. Right. But it's so weird because I walk in thinking, oh, I should have canceled this appointment. I don't even need it. I'm not even upset. Even when like you've gone to the therapist with me a bunch of times when I was going through all my OCD stuff and I've gone to the therapist with you a bunch of times. That wasn't even really. I mean, it was somewhat about me, but it was more about you. And I still walked in and started like crying like crazily like well, it, it does make sense because you're there to release right you're there to right take down the barriers and right take, but i'm you know. always so embarrassed like i walk in and i have no control over myself <laughs> and i know they they don't care but it's a little embarrassing like oh shit i have no like control over my bodily functions i just start crying like a baby you don't have control over your bodily functions over my crying. you didn't like poop on the floor did you <laughs> no but i no, I but just... even but even i did like when i went to the therapist like I, i'm not a crier you didn't cry i've cried many times when i went to my therapist oh. many times not with me no Mm-mm. no not when you were there that's strange i thought i did i, I didn't but i, I i've cried more at my therapist's office, and I I went there how many you know for six months, mm-hmm. and I probably cried a good fifty percent of the time that I was there, oh, that's which good. is more times that I've cried in my life probably. I mean, how many times have you seen me cry? You know, I know. I feel like that's something we should dissect more on another podcast. Is like I've never seen my dad cry. I know you have seen your dad cry, like when he was when he was alive. I know that he was more emotional. And he would cry more. I've he cried ne- a lot. I've never seen my dad cry ever. No, really, never. My mom said she saw him cry once at his father's funeral, but it's so weird. Like I cry. Like, that is weird because he's. Very- I'm a serial crier. Your dad is very in touch with himself. He's very, yeah, like down, you know. Yeah, it's not that he's not an emotional person. Not he at just all. Doesn't cry. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I remember my dad being very emotional, like with the kids. Like you know, as soon as the kids came, my parents changed. They became all of a sudden like I, and my mom got this new laugh all of a sudden when our first nephew was born. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, she's like all of a sudden out of nowhere, she's laughing different. Like this real, like you know, like that um, tribal scream. Like if you get, like if you're thrown in 
the jungle and you're like, you're defending for your life. You get this tribal scream. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's her like tribal laugh. Like it's like real. You know what I mean? Like it comes from the gut. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like a real laugh. Yeah. So, and like I've, I've seen my dad cry more holding his grandchildren, you know, than I've ever seen him cry. You know, like just, Mm -hmm. it was like, I, it's yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Like, no, I've never seen my dad has cried. I think sometimes like from laughing so hard, but I've never seen him really cry. Right. I think it's just different for men and women. I, I, I want to like approach that more and, and research it more and do another episode. Interesting. Sort of. Yeah, I do think it's very interesting because I've only seen I mean, I cry all the time. All I've the only time. seen you cry a handful of times. All right. So let's get to the, the you deer cry last night even. Just because you spilled wine in our okay, wood we're gonna thing. get to this. <laughs> okay. I'm not talking about this now. All right, all right. So um, we got here's my problem with the whole dear Abby thing, and then the answering questions. I have this problem too when I ask for questions on Instagram, and you guys give me these amazing questions, and I can only answer like five or six because people are gonna get bored after a while, and nobody really, you know, it, it just it's a lot. And I, I hate picking. I hate not being able to answer every single question. I had this problem when I was a teacher that like kids would have their hands up and I'd be like, okay, we're, we're done talking about it. Put your hands down now. And I'd be like, fuck, I wanted to call on them. I hate having to pick. Well, I know whose questions I'm answering. I want to answer all of them. We cannot do that. But I know how you picked. You picked ones, I could tell just by the questions you sent me, that relate to us Correct. the most. That so, is true. Which makes sense because we can answer them intelligently, like, you know, with experience. Right. Uh, but I do encourage people, I think that this is going to become something that we do every few months, and I encourage you to send I it, love it. I love Send your question this. again if, if we did not answer because we might get to it. Um, but you're right. I did. I There were some questions that were sent that I was sort of like, you know, I'm not... I'm not equipped to answer this. I want to. I want to help this person, but I, it would be a disservice to them if I even tried to help them. So these, yes, I either picked things that were a recurring theme or I picked something that applied to us. Okay. So even if it's not the one that you uh, submitted, it might be close to what you want, what you wanted to hear because there were some, you know, there were some that were just reoccurring themes. The in-law theme was a reoccurring theme. Um, the sex theme was a reoccurring theme. So even if it's not exactly what you submitted, it might be something that still is applicable to what you wanted to hear. Okay. You want to read the first one? Nope. It's way too long and I'm not going to read that. Oh, that was another thing. <laughs> Some of them were just way too long. Some of you wrote me novels and I read them. And I wanted to respond to them, but I was just sort of like, we can't read this on the podcast. Yeah. No, they're, they're all wonderful. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. you know, submitting all your feedback. But it's just we, like we had novels of things to read. And so it's just way too much. From now on, when you submit, just cut it, cut it down. A little yeah. Bit. Give us give us the deets. But the deets. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> OK, so number one is my husband and I have been married for a little over three years for the past over a year or a year and a half we haven't been intimate at all recently i realized any touching initiated by him has pretty much stopped when i was trying to initiate cuddling even a hug he legit shuddered and at one point snapped at me when i went to touch his arm in what i thought was a warming manner I've tried to talk to him about it multiple times. Sometimes it was an argument and sometimes it was just me breaking down, crying and being upset. When I've asked him what happened to cause this distance, he usually remains quiet or says he doesn't know. While I am upset, I'm also frustrated. I am trying to figure out what this issue is and what seems like no care for my partner. What else can I be doing? Side note, he does tell me he loves me multiple times a day. He kisses me, mainly coming home from work and leaving for work. While I appreciate that and I'm grateful for the relationship, it needs to be more physical. This change in our behavior is just really confusing to me and I'm taking it personally. I just want to have sex with my husband, feeling defeated on what else to do. Sincerely, a listener in Pennsylvania. One thing I want to know is, did anything change in their relationship, work status, any, has anything changed? Because that can lead to like feeling maybe a little resentment for something. I don't know what it could be. Did, did you stop 
working? Did you take a new job? Did, did anything happen either financially that's making him feel uncomfortable all of a sudden? I don't know. Like there's, there's very little detail here for me to kind of analyze what's going on here. Like all I'm hearing is she wants sex and he doesn't. Well, what's so your first part? Because we've gone through times when we've had very little physical, you know, uh, touch or, or connection. And, and so my thought it would be what, what do you think about when you think that we've had those times of disconnect? Well, we're, we're at a point now. We're married a lot of years. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're almost, we're going, what, 18 years? We're going on 19 years. Right, right. So, right, we're going on 19 years. And we're at the point now where it's like, kiss goodbye. No, you don't even kiss me goodbye anymore. Okay, so we were a couple of years yes. ago going on you kiss goodbye. You don't kiss me goodbye anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You, you don't know, bring me flowers. But, you don't sing me love Well, first songs. of all, you kill flowers. You don't bring me flowers I'm anymore. not going to bring you flowers. It's a Neil Diamond and right. Barbara Streisand. You hate song. flowers. It's not going to happen. I love flowers. But you kill them. I want a, I want a gift card to buy my own flowers. So I, really? I I get the kind I like. What kind of flowers do you like? I don't know. I would like to know. Take I don't know. Take <laughs> me to a store. I have to pick them out. Okay. All right. So go ahead. All right. So but we're we're at a point where we went through. It's kiss goodbye. I'm going to work. See you in eleven hours. I come home. Kiss hello. And it's just monotony of life. Like mm-hmm. that's just what happens. Now you're only married for three years, and this is happening for a year and a half from what you're saying. Right, like right after the honeymoon period. Yeah, so like, first of all, this kind of thing happens. I don't know what else is going on in your marriage. Well, if the thing is, he still tells her he loves her all the time. Right, so I I know we've gone through a period where I always tell you I a love period, you. period, multiple with, periods. Multiple periods where I tell you I love you. There's things going on in my mind that are holding me back from wanting to be intimate with you. Is that why you haven't versa. kissed me when you go to work every day? I No, I just don't even... No, it's COVID. We can't kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> when it's a pandemic. Well, I, I love that he tells you he loves you. I think that is important. And I think that he wouldn't be doing that if it was, you know, why why stop the kissing and keep telling you he loves you if it was really about you? Like, that says a lot to me that he's, he wouldn't be telling her he loves, he does love her. Well, I that's, really do that's think that. like us. We, you know, we tell each other, we love each other all the time, other, yeah. all the time. And we're going through periods of no intimacy, no sex, no kissing goodbye, no kissing hello. Mm-hmm. But... We love each other. And, you know, I'm not out there, you know, looking for another girl. You're not out there looking for another girl, too. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but we love each other. You know, there's nothing else behind our relationship, I guess. It's just life is happening. All right. Well, here's what I said I said that, you know, when you tell each other you love each other, and this happens with us all the time, it can sort of become like background theme music. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It's habitual. It it feels like, okay, I love you. I love you too. And and you're sort of like, all right, fine. He loves me. I love him. Fine, but I need more. Uh, I think it's more than that. I don't want to cut you off, and I'm sorry to do that. But it's not just like, goodbye, I love you, and I go to work. It's, that is how it is. It, it kind of is. On the surface, it is. I want to make sure that I look at you and I smile and I show kind of emotion when I say, love you, you know, like, I'm going to work. Have a good day. It's more than just saying, love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's, I, I, I try to make that emotional connection when I'm saying it, mm-hmm. even if there's not much more than that. That makes sense. It does because I do think that if he's saying that to her, he does love her. Agreed. But my problem is this. Okay. A lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the guy in the situation, but a lot of times not wanting to be touched has nothing to do with the other person. Like a lot of times, you know, you'll say to me like, okay, well, you don't touch me either. Or you, you know, we, we have this disconnect and it's just as much you as it is me. And when I feel that disconnect, a lot of times it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm not attracted to you or I don't love you. It's how I'm feeling about myself and my own insecurities. And then I'm sort of like, I don't feel good about myself right now. I'm not feeling very confident. And so therefore, he probably isn't feeling that way about me. Well, yeah. There's also things about myself where I think, you know, is this a time to be romantic and intimate with with you? 
But in the back of my mind, all I'm thinking about is, okay, how are we going to make this month's payment on this? And that, like I'm thinking about finances and I'm right, thinking about, like things I have going things on. going on, you know, mm-hmm. rattling in mm-hmm. my mind mm-hmm. that I, I'm not even thinking about romance. I, I'm just thinking about how can I take care of my family and how can I make sure everything's okay this month and then what I have to do for next month and then the mm-hmm. month after that. Like, so there's yeah. the, that, that just completely, you know, puts me limp. Because I have Limp. no interest in sex whatsoever because I'm just thinking about how do I take care of my family? Like, You're that's stressed. it. It's all stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is there anything, has anything changed in your marriage? Has anything changed in your relationship? Is there a financial thing happening? Is there a, anything, anything mm-hmm. to keep your mind And can going? you go to him and say, hey, let's talk about it? You know? Well, they, well yeah, that's everything. Right. But, but uh, yes, but that's a big deal to say what's going on? Let's talk about it. You know, let's, let me help you figure it out. Um, but uh, for me, I, I think that I wish when, when I'm feeling like that and I'm not touching you or I'm, or you're trying to touch me and I'm, I might be not as receptive. It's sort of like, I need more verbal, like, uh, recognition, and, and compliments. I need someone telling me, wow, you look great, or wow, you're doing a great job around the house, or you've been doing a great job with the kids. I need more compliments. That's the first step. So in the words of Gary John Bishop, who who I spoke to um, you know, a month ago, and, and that episode is out there, I really learned a lot from it, when he said, listen, if I, there's something I'm not getting in my relationship, I give more of it. So if you're not feeling like you're, you know, you're, com- you know, you're confident, maybe your partner's not feeling confident enough. So maybe you need to be complimenting them more or telling them more how you feel. Like, because when I am not feeling sexual, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with me that I don't feel, I feel like maybe I've gained weight or I'm not as attractive as I was, or, you know, maybe I, it's been a shit show around the house and you must be upset about me. It, it, it has nothing to do with you. It's all about me. And if you reassured me more, I would be way more willing to be physical. Does that make sense? Yeah, t- totally does. Yeah. 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 I mean, if like you want to turn me on, you just say, hey, I'm going to spend less money on the credit card next month. And I'll be like, okay, close her off. I I'm did. Ready to go. I said that I know. recently. I know. I did say that recently. <laughs> but that's like my turn on. That's my right. emotional connect right but my emotional connect is did he tell me how he feels about me like has he told me well yeah i mean like recently you know we've talked so many times about we've moved or in this new house and we had to move because the other one was just costing too much money and there was too much to do and i can tell that you love this house Mm -hmm. and i've said to you so many times to make sure to reassure you i love what you're doing here you're making this our home Mm mm-hmm And that's kind of like, I know after almost 19 years of marriage, that's what you need to hear. Like that you're, you're doing something. I'm recognizing it and appreciating what you're doing. And I got to let you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's way more than that, but yeah, of course it is, but it's a simplistic example of letting you know. So what I would say to the wife who, um, you know, our listener in PA who, is, is worried about her husband, I would say, listen, of course, I, um, I know it doesn't come, you know, you want him to be the one to step up and say, yes, I want to be physical. But my first question to you is, have you, does he know how you feel about him? Have you boosted his confidence? Does he know that you want him, you know, sometimes an, a gesture or a touch can be jarring if you haven't built up to it. You know, sometimes you like will reach out to me and just like touch me or sometimes you'll come in for sex and I'll be like, I, really? Like you have done nothing in the past month to let me know how you feel about me. I don't really want to have sex with you right now. So there's stages of, I, I'm not I'm not concerned that he doesn't love you. I think he loves you or else he wouldn't say it. I'm concerned of, I think he might have some kind of 
uh, self-esteem issue right now where he's feeling like he doesn't know how you feel about him. And, and to make sure, other than touch, with words to, to let him know how you're feeling. And I think that's super important, and we forget that all the time. You and I have a lot of issues with that where we don't say it enough to each other. Listen, and right now it's very hard. Our kids are home all the time, and we should be saying it in front of them more. But I do think that that is something that's important, that you're constantly saying to the other person, wow, you look great, or, you know, I love what you did you know, X, Y, and Z, like whatever it is, that has to come first. And I think it's more about how the other person feels about themselves and we can have a big, a big um, effect on how they feel. All right. Well, with the information that we've been given here, I think that's as much as we can kind of dissect this. Feel free to reach out to me. I would love to talk to this guy. Well, and an update. I would love updates. Sure. If, if yeah. listen, um, listener in PA, you didn't give us a name, so that's what we're going to call you. Yes, have on your, purpose. Have I'm your part. husband contact me. I want to know more. Well, or just if it, if you if you start, I think that the start is let's get more verbal communication. Let's do more building up of confidence, and and that's what I would say. Okay, all right. Let's take a break. We're thirty minutes. Oh in. wow! Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, should we try to answer these a little bit quicker? Well, I think that took a long time to. Yeah, but I think you about. do them justice. We have to. Yeah, okay. All right, you want to read the next one? Sure. Uh, it says, Hey guys, 32 year old guy here from Jersey. Yay, Jersey. Been married four years and have a seven month old baby. Tonight was the darkest night of my marriage. My wife has had issues with my parents for five years. Before that, things were great. I am a people pleaser. And have had issues because I'll do what my parents want, even when it clashes with my wife's feelings. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> I see this coming. I have been going to therapy for almost a year and have made strides in many areas, but still struggle with this. My wife hasn't been comfortable with my parents around, so my in-laws are in our house every day to watch my baby, and my parents barely get to see him. The past year has been so difficult in so many ways, and having my parents in the baby's life would help make my anxiety feel manageable. My wife has been asking for a break from my parents for years. My stance is she doesn't need to see them if she doesn't want to, but I am going to keep them in my life and want them in our baby's life. A frequent argument is that my wife feels my parents wronged her about something, and I didn't defend or support her. Yeah. Oh, interesting. so interesting. Yeah. Tonight, my wife and I had a huge argument about things and included how our relationship is hopeless and that we should probably split up. She thinks cutting my parents out of our life for a short while would help us improve our marriage. I don't think it will help and struggle to accept that as an option. Do I cut my parents out for a short time while trying to save my marriage? How do I do it without my wife looking like the bad guy? Can I save my marriage without cutting them out? I mean, did you choose this? On purpose, I, well, my, obviously. My first, my first sentence is, I chose this because it really resonates with us. And not only do I think it resonates with us, I think it probably resonates with 80, 85% of marriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this is obviously us. This is something that we went through for a long time. And this is going to bring up some things, and you're probably, Danielle, not going to be very happy with what my response is going to be. Oh shit. <laughs> but but it, it's it's in all honesty. I mean dealing with in-laws is, you know, very touchy. It's very we grew up very differently. You know, we, we you had a completely different upbringing than I did and I want to know for these people is is there a piece of this where you did not defend your wife because there is a part of you that thinks that maybe your wife is wrong in a certain aspect of this. What do you think? (laughs) 
Yeah, like you said, I chose this because I do think that I can give really good advice about this. Um, I think, first of all, I'm going to put this out there. I think a mother-in-law, it sounds like both his parents are still alive. I think a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship is the most complicated relationship on earth. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and, and not to say, listen, you're, I, I know your mom loves me. I love her. We have worked very hard in our relationship. And one thing that we both have going for us is we both want it to be good. Yes. You, but you've had to work on your relationship because of how different you, the two of you are. Correct. And we have had really hard times, but yet we've had, we've had really good times and we, we, you know, we, we found things that we, you know, we agree politically on stuff and we both love you so much. And, you know, and we, and she's, I love her. I really do. I love your mom. I'm not going to say for a second that I don't, I really love her, but we have had a lot of issues. Um, and, and I'm just saying that because I think that's very, uh, I think that's very common. I think you want, you know, it's not that no, nobody wants to have a bad relationship with their in-laws, so however your wife is feeling, she doesn't want this to be bad. She wants it to be good. I, I can yeah. almost 99.9% say she wants to have a good relationship with your parents. The problem was always that you never let them see that you had my back. Right. And, and, and that was the hardest part. Okay. That was the hardest part was that when they would come over and we had different ways of doing things or we had different styles of doing things. Not that I thought that their way was wrong. I had my own way of how I wanted to parent. I had my own way of how I wanted to raise a family. I learned so much from them and I adapted so much from what they were doing. And I think I was a really good in-law always. The, the one problem was I wanted a husband who was going to say to them, listen, this is my wife. This is who I've chosen in my life. She's a good person. That's why I've chosen her. And I want you to know that I am behind her. Okay. I I want to, you know, butt in here for this because number one, we got married very, very young mm -hmm. for, you know, for today's standards. We were 25 years old. So even before we were married, we were living together. Don't forget this is about the dear Abby. I, no, but this relates to this. Okay. Thing. I just don't want us to lose sight of the fact that it's not about us. It's no, about uh, no, 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 of course. Abby. Uh, but my point is I didn't have your back, number one, because I didn't agree with having your back. I didn't want to because I disagreed with the things that you were doing. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is, okay, so maybe it is, maybe it's not. Because when my parents said, really, you're going to marry somebody who doesn't have a college degree, I said to them, yes, I fucking am. Right, so today, if those things happened, it would be a completely different situation. Which is why your mom and I have such a better relationship now. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, because I'm not concerned at all that she thinks she's competing with me. Not that she ever was, but... No, but I, I now know how we are compared to how I was with my family growing up and how you were with your family growing up. And we've met in the middle. We've found this happy medium. And we, we don't have to worry about... Like, I, I have your back no matter what now. Like, there's mm -hmm. nothing that can happen that I wouldn't say... A hundred percent. Fuck you. She's my wife. Right. This is the way it is, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's the way it's going to be. And you can get there, too. That's what I want to say. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were so... You were so set in your ways. I was so set in my ways. Mm -hmm. It was impossible to... For you to, you know, have a relationship with my family. I mean, I, it was easy for me with your family because you're... Yeah, I mean, I guess they were very easygoing and they were very, like it was just I don't know I didn't even know accepting. how to accepting yeah yeah it was just like they're their way I'm my way and that's fine but there was a part in the beginning when they were like really he doesn't have a color you were different than what my family had come from and I was like yes I love him and I, I felt like I had uh, fought for you and then I felt like you weren't doing the same for me right okay mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah so so in the beginning, I did not have your back, and I I chose not to have your back. It was it was a conscience. It was a conscience. 
conscious conscious mm -hmm. thank you conscious decision on my part because i i was i was a little upset by things that you were doing and or not doing or whatever because that's not the way we did things yeah but now you know i know the way that you and I do things and that's the way that I'm happy and that's the way that makes us happy and that's what works for us and our my parent or my mom knows that your parents know that and that's you know the way it is and I would have your back in a second no matter what so it takes time it takes getting to know yourselves and how you want to be as a couple or raise your children or whatever the case may be and your your parents are going to have to understand you're your own people now well, that's one thing that I think you didn't do that this guy can do. What? I think you did not say to your parents, listen, this is going to be my wife or this is my wife before we were married and while we were married. Um, and I think in the that, beginning. Right. But what I'm saying is that I think if he does that, if he were to say to his parents and I hope, you know, that whoever wrote this to us, I hope you will say to him, listen, uh, please have your parents know that. That we're a team, and then I, I'm I'm a hundred percent willing to listen to what they have to say and be a little bit more receptive to having them in our kids' lives in my life and and but but I want them to know that you have your we're a team right and doing all of that is way more important than saying to your parents no you cannot come see your grandchild or you cannot oh yeah come. No. I mean that's last resort last right. step last right. like now I have I mean now I'm the one saying to her you know unfortunately your dad passed away a few years ago when it comes to your mom I our kids are obsessed with your mom they love her rightfully so she's in, she's incredible but but one thing that's that's in, that's amazing is that you know they know that part of their responsibility is to help take care of her and to text her when you know maybe they haven't seen her in a few days and it's harder now during COVID and we only see her outside or Mia works with her but they're wearing masks and they're doing things and that all comes from the fact that I'm completely confident that your mom knows that we're a team and she wants us to be a team oh and she knows at this point a hundred percent but she didn't no, absolutely There was not. a long time that she didn't. Um, and that's my first thing, is that you say to your husband, listen, if your parents know that we're a team, it's not going to be... A, 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 I don't care. If they know that you're strong and that you agree and that you've built this thing, yeah. they're going to respect you. And exactly. they're probably going... Like, I think that happened with us. Like, yeah. I think my mom finally, you know, understands that you and I are a team. Yeah. And she respects what we have. And Absolutely. I think that's complete, and that changes everything. I mean, yeah. things have changed dramatically for us in the last ten years. Absolutely, you know? uh, and I think parents want that. You know, I want. I want. Here's what I want. What do you <laughs> and want? And it's interesting because you know, I think, like I said, I think a daughter-in-law, mother-in-law relationship is the most complicated, a hundred percent. And I'm going to fucking probably have, unless our sons tell us differently, we're going to have three daughter-in-laws, <laughs> most <laughs> likely. <laughs> Um, and that, you know, uh, it could go two ways. I want to be so close with them as I know your mom wants to, as I know my mom wants to with her daughter-in-law. Like, I think the, the, the key is, is that we want to be close. How do we do that? I think we do that by knowing, okay, with our two sons and our daughter, when they meet whoever they're going to be with, like I said, unless our sons tell us differently, like Glennon Doyle says, she has... Uh, uh, two daughters and a son until they tell them differently. Um, I think that we know we want nothing more than to be close with them. How do we do that? Well, you do that by wanting them to, to be a team, but also wanting to be able to be influential in their lives. And that balance is tricky and we're going to work on it. And your mom has worked on it. I have worked on it. So the first step in working on that is, is, Letting them know you have your wife's back and that you are a team and you want them to be involved in your lives, but you also want them to know that your first priority is your wife. And if there's a reason that you don't have your wife's back, have the conversation. Right. That's true too. Yeah. Yes. So you have to talk about that. Like right. If, if there's something behind this, something, if, you know, 
you're resenting your wife about something, mm-hmm. you got to talk about it mm-hmm. because you this can't go on. Right. You know. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Next one. Next one. Any advice on how to get comfortable with my spouse's kink? My husband let me know he was putting on my clothes a few times as a fetish, and it freaked me out. And we got a lot of kink. Really? Uh, yeah, a lot. Not, not, not quite. The, not this one. This was uh, the not putting on my my spouse's clothes. But we got a lot of other kinks, fetishes, and kinks. Okay. This is the one I chose. Uh, this was this was tough. This um, listen, everybody's got their fetish. Uh, that's kind of weird to me. I'm I I've never heard of this one before but you haven't no you've never heard Men of wearing a, their women's really their wives. no wow that's no. weird yeah no that's but, weirder to me than this that's weirder to me that you never heard of really yeah. so so if i came to you wearing your clothes that's not gonna like freak you out well we'll get to what i'm gonna say what you go first what's your what's your reaction um I guess it's it's kind of like what we were saying before. I mean, if it makes you cringe and it weirds you out and it makes you feel uncomfortable, you got to talk to him about it. Like, is this something that you need if you can't? What do you mean the husband needs? Yeah, if the husband needs to do this, if it's like a real, like, fetid, like this is something that he just needs to do, you got to talk about it. I mean, that would be weird to me. If, I, if you came to, not, not that wearing my clothes is so weird because you do it every day. <laughs> But if I came to you wearing your clothes every day and it freaked you out, we got to talk about this because I, to me, I, I I don't know. It's, it's, that sounds like a lot to me. There's something behind him wearing your clothes, in my opinion. All right. So here's what I said. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but here's my deal. Uh, I think making one another feel confident you know, this isn't about. Obviously, it's not about him not wanting his wife. It, no, he didn't no go this is not a, like a joke. He's not wearing it like as. No, no, like, no. Hey, look I'm, at me. I'm wearing your clothes. No, what no. I'm saying is that he obviously loves his wife, and he trusts her that he told her this, which is the first thing. Like, that's huge. That he was willing to say to her, like, I. I trust you and I want you to know about this and I want you in on it. That to me is the biggest turn on ever that he said that had you, if you had a kink or you had something that you wanted that was, you know, abnormal or I hate using the word abnormal because what does that even mean? But, um, I want to know about it. I don't want it to be a secret. And the fact that he told her is a huge turn on to me. Like, I think that's amazing. Um, You know, and and instead of trying to replace his wife and and do it on his own, he wanted her to be a part of it. That that means that's a big deal to me. I understand what you're saying, and I think that is huge. But if she's not okay with it, there's a different story, just like with us. Well, I think if she really wasn't okay with it, she wouldn't have sent us this. You think she is okay with it? I, I, I I think she wants a little bit of validation that... Uh, it's okay if, if but this if it's is... but if it's not would he stop? Okay, well that's all right. So we've spoken before, mom and dad. I have it right here. What are you about to say? Everyone, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Everybody, third, hit... third grade teachers who I know who listen, Hebrew school teachers who I know who listen, turn it off. Keep tapping that thirty second forward button. When you came, when when you wanted to have anal sex yeah. and everything, and we did, and I hated it. Um, my biggest problem was was that you rushed it. You said it to me that night. We tried it that night. We did no research together. We didn't lead up to it. It was a very, um, it, it was too quick. We didn't, we didn't do it the right way. Okay. I think that anything you came to me and said, this is something I want to do with you. And you, it, it, it didn't involve outside people. It didn't involve like what happened with the guilt episode with you going to a strip club. It didn't go with, it was about me and you and what we were doing together. I would be okay with Well, wait a minute. We did that. Anything like we that. We went to a strip, strip club together. Af- way after that happened. But what I'm saying is if it's about the two of you, I think anything is okay. He wants you to be a part of this. This isn't something that he's saying 
I want to do this and I want you nowhere around when I do it. No, I agree with you. But it's also okay, just like with you, to say I'm not into it. Well, no. I I don't know that I would have said I wasn't into it had we done it the right way. Yeah, but even but but it doesn't matter because you said I'm not into it. We didn't whether no. we, Wait, stop. Whether we did it right or wrong, it doesn't matter. You said I'm not into it. I didn't I, say that. I didn't say that. Well, you I said, I don't want to do it anymore. I, I don't want to do it anymore because my first experience with it was awful. Okay, but, but my, my first experience with it didn't have to be awful. Uh, I understood. But but my point is that I knew you were uncomfortable mm-hmm. and we stopped. Like it wasn't a thing that I was pushing you and pressing right, you. Right, but and, my point is, had you come to me like he came to her, which I really respect, uh-huh, and I said, honestly, this is something I want to try. Let's research the different lubricants, the different how we do this without yeah, it being just, uncomfortable. He's just wearing clothes. He's just wearing her clothes. I'm just saying he's being honest with her, mm-hmm. and that's important. And rather than you coming, to, had you come to me a month beforehand and said, listen, this is something I want to try. Can we figure out how to do it so it's comfortable for both of us? Okay. Um, that would have been great. Right. My had po- you come to me and said about anything, I want to try anything, I think had it been about the two of us and our love together, I would have been like, sure, let's figure it out. Because you know me, I'm very open-minded. It's the fact of the rushing everything and the, I want to do it now. Right. But That's I, yeah, problematic. I get an idea in my head and it's got to be done now. Yeah, but I think you had that idea in your head and you just weren't comfortable enough to talk to me I guess. Uh, but my point is, I'm just trying to say, if you're not okay with it, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And if you say to him... Right, but people say not, to me all the time, try anal sex again. And I'm like, I don't really want to because of the bad situation I had. But if it was something we approached together and researched it and did it together, like I think that's beautiful. And I think that that's a, a bond. It's something that you do as a couple. I love all that. Mm-hmm. So I love that he came to her and said this. Yeah, I know. He didn't have to. He could completely do it behind her back. Right. So the fact that he came to her says so much to me. All right. Okay. Good. All right. We should probably take another break. Sure. We'll uh, pee and we'll be right back. Okay. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, so we definitely have to do this like once a month because I, I think I got 60 submissions and we were able to answer three so far. So this is something we obviously have to do more of. But I have one more that I want to read. Um, it says, Dear Abby, sometimes my husband does things so fast without thinking and inevitably something goes wrong. <laughs> you didn't even give me this one. The problem is that he never ever admits he was wrong, but it was so obvious. It really bothers me because he almost makes a joke of it, and instead of owning it and saying that was a bad move, I'm sorry, he instead deflects onto me and somehow makes it my fault and like I'm being ridiculous. Well, it probably was your fault. How can I just get him to say I was wrong? <laughs> you know what? I I accept I agree, and I think it goes both ways. How about that? No. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Go ahead what? Go ahead. <laughs> no. All right. I need to know the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's say it was that you, you put, put a, a glass of glass wine, of wine on, a- <laughs> on a mantle that was about to be done when we were renovating our home. Right. So, all right. So we were playing pool last night. We have this room in our house. The pool table is in there. pretty much takes up the whole room. And we have the painter coming, so all of his stuff is everywhere throughout the room. There's ladders in there. There's paint in there. There's right. So there's nowhere to put my glass. Yes, anywhere. there were plenty of no, places to put your right, glass. So that my best choice was to put it on no, this plank of no, wood. Not your best choice. <laughs> your worst choice. My choice was to put my glass of wine on this wood beam uh, that was on top of two ladders. You know, hovered. You know, at arm's reach. It's good height. Put it on there. 
and then you were playing pool. And yes, backed- we're playing pool with big sticks that <laughs> fucking go everywhere. So you, you backed your stick to my glass of wine and shattered the thing all over the Correct. beam of wood. So that's my fault, right? Yes, it no, is your fault. No, it is fault. not my fault. What, I, Are I, you kidding I, me? I put the glass of wine there. Why? Why would you put the... All right, that's not even the problem. The okay. problem is, is that when any, whenever anything like that happens, a few weeks ago, it was the picture that you hung without my asking after I had bought it and planned everything. It, it's about a, uh, you lighting off fireworks and setting a fire when I've told you again <laughs> and again. No, please don't do that. It's about all the... Things, if anybody hasn't realized, this was my dear Abby. Um, it's about all the things. Did you write this? I did write this. <laughs> oh, God. It's about all the things that I think a lot of people out there can relate that you do, and you won't fucking take any responsibility for it, even no matter how small or how big it is. If you just said, you're right, that was pretty dumb. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. But you won't even fucking say that. No, and but, it drives me insane that you won't say, I'm sorry, ever, ever, ever. I don't think that's true. Really? I never say sorry never, if, I, if I think no, that something that I did was never dumb? Never unless we scream it out and I'm crying hysterically. Right. So then, then I have to say. Because, exactly. Because you get to cry and be, you know, like helpless and say, uh, you know, you're, you're crying, you're and kidding. I have to say, fine. You okay, think I fault. want to cry and 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 start to fe- have a headache? You, you always you're... say like crying is a release for you, and it makes you feel better, and maybe you're, that made you, you feel be better. Kidding. <laughs> no, this is bullshit. Really, like no. last night it was a really bad call that you did that. I've been planning. Listen, we have very minimal money to do a home renovation. I'm not saying poor me, poor me, because I know some people never get to go do a home renovation. I get it. We've worked hard to try to move into this house, save money, and do some kind of home renovation. So I did the, I I had to pick like one or two things. I picked the fireplace, been planning it like crazy. The mantle was on this thing. You put your, your, your drink down. It fell. We were having a great time. No, it didn't fall. Right. You knocked it over. I knocked it over. Yes. Okay. My, my problem is, I'm not upset that it happened. We were having a great time. It was a great night. It we was had worth so it. much fun. It was such a fun night. And and my my biggest thing is that we 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 have such a great time with the kids and playing pool. It was so much fun. My problem is is that when it happens, you laugh about it and you deflect it onto me and we're like, oh, you shouldn't have hit it over and it shouldn't. Have. Well, first of all, you're acting like I was upset and I wasn't. I didn't care. I didn't act like you. Were no, upset. you're acting like I'm putting the blame on you because. I'm upset about the situation and somebody needs to be at no, fault. No, you put the blame on me because you never want to there take is, blame I, for but, anything. But I don't even care. Like, there's not okay, even a blame. Okay, but why couldn't you just say, right, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was really careless of me. Because I don't think about myself putting down my glass of wine on uh, that would be well, you should. a dumb thing. Well, you should. You should think of yourself doing things that are dumb because you don't think about them. And you should maybe take a minute in life to think about things before you do them and you don't. Yeah, sometimes that's true. And that is really frustrating to me. And last night, and, and I couldn't sleep last night because the whole time I'm thinking to myself, you know, all the shit that he does that I have said okay about and I've forgiven and he never takes fucking ownership for any of it. And this is the fireplace Whoa, is saying that I have. that's not true. I'm cutting you off right no, there. No, you're cutting me off on that because I have to scream and cry before you take ownership for anything. All the shit that I've done, I have not taken ownership on and been sorry for it. Not at first. It takes fighting and me crying and me literally feeling like I am beyond drained mentally and physically because you have not been able to say you're sorry. And then by the time I am crying and crazy, you finally say, you're right. I was wrong. So on this podcast, I will say... I am so sorry. Oh, I know. That yeah. I put listen, my wine listen glass to him. Down. Listen to him, please. <laughs> put, listen to him. I put my wine glass down, and I I apologize that no. I was in the way no. for you to shoot no, pool. You sound like an asshole. And you knocked it over. No, I don't even care about any of that. That's not the point. The point is that you can't say you're right. That was a dumb move. No, I've done but, it. I've done that. I'm not saying I'm the easiest to get to that point, but. I, I do it. I get there. I don't want to have to fight with you like that to get to that point. Okay, you but should just be able to say, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I know you've been working so hard to make this room really special. 
and it's you know and this has been your one thing that you know you've really been trying to do and moving was really a big deal for you and I just should have been more considerate and careful okay yeah, then you. You don't <laughs> give a shit. I do give a shit. Mm-hmm. And I I apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this because I, I do think there are a lot of people who can relate to this, that you your spouse can't say they're sorry. And it's it's really hard. And it, had you just said last night, oh, shit, what a dumb move. I'm sorry. We were having so much fun. The kid, you know, we were trying to teach Mia to play pool. We were having a great time. And oh I loved God. every second of it. <laughs> Do you remember trying to teach Mia to yes, play pool? Yes, it was not a successful. <laughs> but the, 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 the thing is, is that had you said to me like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was fucked up. Like, I know you're working so hard in this room. I shouldn't have done that. Had you just said that to me, I would have been like, dude, no problem. Like, we're playing pool. It's so fun. It's so worth it. But instead, you were like, you knocked that over? Oh, shit. Oh, really? Did yes. I do that? Yes. Did I say, oh, shit, you knocked that? No, I did not. Yes, you did. You completely deflected it onto me. I went in there, and I cleaned it up, and I was laughing, and it was not I a I cleaned deal. it up. <gasps> I cleaned up all the glass off the floor. Okay. All the glass. Okay, fine. I cleaned up. I there's yes, fish the towels. Yes, yes, I know. I yes. know you did. Okay. Okay, but I'm just saying that I went in there and but I cleaned up all the glass. But not once did you say like I'm sorry, like Danielle, I'm sorry. I know this is a big deal to you. You've been working on this. I'm so sorry. That but, was but, so dumb that I put my glass on there. Like you never with the fireworks when it started a fucking fire in the backyard. You can't say sorry. And when you put our frame up without asking, like stupid shit that really amounts to maybe very little. If you had just been like, fuck, I'm sorry. I, I do things sometimes without thinking. I'd be like, no problem. I get it. But it it it, it enrages me. That so you can't I say need sorry. to be better about saying, oh shit, I just fucked up. Yes. In a small like a small thing. No, yes. not a big deal. Yes. I did something stupid. Yes. And I apologize. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can do that. How's Go that? Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just I just said I okay. I can do that. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't know what else I could do to fuck up. I mean, I've done it all, right? <laughs> I, I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> and in the, and and but do you I think also, you're okay with that? Do you think sorry? You're, yeah. Do you think you're good at admitting to when you? I don't think I do as many little things like you do without thinking. I think I'm way more. I think I think things through a lot more than you do. Maybe it's my OCD or whatever, but I contemplate things a lot before I do them. You do not. No, I'm full force. Right. Yeah. Right. I have an idea and I go for and it. And I don't do that. So I right. think, yes, I think you have more things that are uh, not thought through that you just do impetuously that I do not. I'm not saying I have, I'm I, perfect. No, I do many things that I fuck up, but that's over time. <laughs> that's gonna, not. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a list of the things. No, I agree. I, and I think I do apologize sometimes. Maybe I don't. But no. but this is more like a, I, I, I do it momentarily. Less frequently than I do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to come up with a list. But yes. you do these if, things if you, Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying that it was really fucking frustrating last night when you spilled the wine and then you were like, uh-uh. you knocked it over. You spilled the wine, not me. Right. Okay. And you were like, you knocked it over. It's your fault. And I was like, <laughs> motherfucker, really? There are four trays in here that you could have put it on and you didn't. And I think not that people are relating in the fact that maybe you don't have a pool table in your house, but you know what it's like when somebody does things stupid and they you know, your spouse does something stupid and they won't apologize for it. Right. right. You made your point. Okay. Okay. Is there any more or should we, hey, we're an hour in. I wrote like four other Dear Abbeys, but. All right, didn't. we'll save it for next time because we're. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hour. Oh, you wrote your own. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I really didn't. This was the only one. Okay. Well, thanks guys. It was fun. That was fun. <laughs> really? We made it through. No, no, no. We made it through and I'm very uh, appreciative to you and I for making it through this you episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You okay. and me. Appreciative. Mm-hmm. Of, we did have fun last wait, night. Wait, if I though. took you out of it, it would be, I'd be appreciative of me. Mm-hmm. So it's right. you and me. Correct. Not bad. Yeah, that's good. Proud of me? Yes. Good. Good grammar. <laughs> Thanks guys. But last night was fun. We did have a good time. So much and fun. And that's why I wasn't mad. I just wanted you to be like, oh shit, that was dumb. You know what was fun? We, you felt, we were all hanging out in the family room after we played pool. Watching Rocky again. Watching Rocky. We made it to Rocky 4. Mm-hmm. So after a few nights, we went through 1, 2, 3. 
Uh, we made it to four last night for the sixth time. And you fell asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I had a deep conversation with the kids for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Politics and sexuality and like everything. I I want to do that again. I, I enjoy talking to my children. It was a lot of fun. Like it was mm-hmm. very... I learned a lot. That's so great. And I think they learned a lot they by hearing what I had to say. They love talking to you, yeah. They, they wouldn't let me. It was 1245. I wanted to go to bed. They wouldn't let me. They would. They were saying, you know, stop. You know, let's keep going. Let's keep talking. And I, I was like, we, we, we got to stop. I got to go to sleep. You know, it's almost 1 o'clock so in the morning. that's so nice that they want to talk to you. Like I know. That. I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it. And I wanted to keep doing it, but it was too late. And I'm a little wuss. And I have to go to bed, you know, <laughs> at a certain time. 12.45 is late. It was late. I was already sleeping. You were sleeping for hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Love Rate you guys. and review. Yes, please do. Love you. Have a great night or day yes. or whatever you're doing. And we'll see you next week. Bye.